All right. Now, 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 now. Last time, I'm going to try to go by my notes, notes, notes. Last time I shared one of the new things that the Lord has done in my life. Y'all remember me sharing that, what that was? Barbecue grill, remember? Y'all remember that, right? Now I, I want to caution you about, I'm, 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 I'm still dealing with new things. I'm still dealing with new things, with, with uh, fresh new insight or addendums to it. Because I like what Miss Katrina said this morning. I, did, I, 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 I regret that I did not include it in that Sunday's message. But I'm glad I didn't record or didn't, didn't include it in that Sunday's message because God didn't give me that part, which is what I do, oh, oh, I do, who can reverse? Isn't that, the way you, isn't that the way one of those versions says? I do, who can reverse? I like that part there because once he gives a prophetic word, in God's mind, he has just done it. Although it's been created long ago, when he gives a prophetic word and especially when he gives a revelation to you about that prophetic word, it's done. There is no going back from there. You can track it through the Bible. You can track when he told Abram, get up and leave. Ur. Isn't that where he came from? Abram. Ur. Yeah, Ur. How did you like to be from there? I mean, there has to be a place in, that has to be a little town in Arkansas. Has to be. A, like Hooterville. I told my wife, Hooterville is definitely a place in Arkansas up there near where she was born. I can tell you, because I know what kind of folks on Hooterville, on, on, on Green Acres and in Hooterville, and they exactly like those people up there around her house. And she just looks at me and does me just like that. She just shakes her head at me, too, and just ignores me. But, but he called, once he called Abram to get up and leave from where he was, and follow me in, into a place where I show you, there was no turning back for God. And Abram got up and he walked out, he and his family. There was no turning back for him. There was no reversing. When God spoke that, he said, and I will make of you blah, 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 blah. Once he said, I would, and I know he didn't say blah, blah, blah. You won't find that in any version. But you know, what? once God said, et cetera, et cetera, I will do, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Once that those words came out of God's mouth. God was on the hook. He couldn't reverse and go back. We've looked at numbers. Numbers, I think it's 2319 or it's 1923. I think it's 2319. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. That means he has no way of going, taking back what he said. Anybody ever said something and then says, oops, I wish I hadn't said that? Especially when somebody hold, you to, hold your feet to the fire about it. You, I, 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 I wish I hadn't said that. Well, it's too late now. There's no turning back. So I like that. So once God said that to us, there's no turning back. He's expecting greater things from us in 2020 by his help because he says he's got new things in line for us. So it's, he, he ain't, when he said that, he's on the hook for it. He's not taking it back. That's, good, that's a good, fair assessment of what Miss Katrina said. So now let me caution you about a couple, a couple of things here. Or something also. Let me caution you about something this morning. A couple of Sundays ago, I was talking about why Moses and his group did not obtain their promise. Can anybody remember that? I said why Moses and his group did not obtain, could not obtain their promise. 
Nobody remember that? Well, anyway, that same Sunday, I talked about why Joshua and his group were able to obtain the promise. And we, I went through or dealt with that extensively. Boy, it's good to know messages stay with people. Anyway, uh, why Moses could not and did not and why Joshua did and, and, and his group finally went in. Now, let me give you, let me share with you another why and why not comparison and, then, and, and, and a question for you. So here's the question. Don't answer it. We're going to look in the scripture and find out the answer. But here's the question. Why was Peter delivered from being beheaded and John the Baptist was not? Y'all remember Peter was in prison. James had been grabbed and had his head whacked off. The Herod, the Herod at that time saw how it pleased the Jews. He said, I'm, man, I'm up in pole, I mean, up in the polls now, so things are going good for me now. Let me get another one of the one of the old Jesus disciples and kill another one. I, I should just rock it through the polls then, boy. People are all be on me. So he grabbed a hold of Peter. And he, Peter was scheduled for death the very <laughs> next day. But he was delivered at night by an angel. Y'all read it. Y'all can go back in Acts uh, chapter 12. You can go and read it. He was delivered. Peter got brought out, and Peter was way back in the dungeon. And Peter thought he was dreaming. He didn't realize until after he had come out and saw, saw looked around in the, at night, boy, and he said, whoo, after he came out of this backside prison into this next hold, H-O-L-D, through this next hold, and went through the, finally went through the gates of the actual front gates of the prison, and then finally got outside the main gate. He said, he came to himself, oh, God really did it. Then Peter went on, made the mistake, and went to church where they were praying in faith for Peter. When he knocked on the door, Rhoda, you checking here? They didn't believe it was Peter. The man they were praying for, the God delivered, showed up at the front door. And Rhoda went and looked, and she nearly fell out. That's my exaggeration. She ran back and said, it's Peter. And they said, no. Nah. No, it can't be. Oh, God, please deliver Peter. Oh, Lord, send down your angels and bring in deliverance. And she said, he's at the door. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, Lord, please bring Peter out of that dungeon. You know, you're laughing at me, which not <laughs> we're not. <laughs> That's good. We're, <laughs> we're not done here yet. Peter can't be at the door yet. We're not done be begging God right now. I, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good question. Why didn't she let him in? Well, the little girl was, I don't know. I don't have an answer, but they didn't believe it. Huh? Yeah, went, finally got him to come to the door and they let him in. But, but Peter was, yeah, I have a good question. Ask the Lord about that one and, and let us know what he came up with. I'm serious. He'll tell you. And so, 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 Peter was scheduled for death the next day, but he was delivered by the power of God. John the Baptist was scheduled for death, got his head chopped off. Why did John the Baptist not, and don't answer the question, I'm going to show you the answer. Why was God, excuse me, why did Peter get delivered and John the Baptist did not? Why is this important? Why is this important? 
when God has been talking to us about a new thing, why does God do a new thing in my life and doesn't do it in y'all's life? Why does God do the new thing in his life and doesn't do it in the rest of our life? Why does God do it in his life and won't do it in anybody else's life in here? Those kind of questions have a tendency to run up in our brain. Why is it that God is working and helping them, but he's not helping me? It, it, it fosters doubt, unbelief, and fear, and inadequacy and insecurity. So I want to show you why. I want, I, want, I want to show you in the scriptures why. Turn with me if you would. We're going to read. Uh, yeah, I have a little time here. We're going to read a considerable amount, considerable amount of scripture here. I won't go to the book of Acts. I had this down. It is in Acts 12 about Rhoda. And read that over and ask the Lord, why didn't, why did Rhoda, Rhoda, I think that was her name, Rhoda. And why did Rhoda have, why didn't Rhoda open the door and find out? That's a good, I had never thought about it. That's a good question. Why didn't the little girl open the door? That's a good question. Anyway, go to the book of Luke with me because I like this. This is carried in uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But I like Luke's. Uh, description of what happened. Luke chapter 7, and you can King James this for me so I can, mm. there's one, I'll have you to amplify one verse in here for me, but King James 17 through 23. Luke 7, 17 through 23. And I'll have to read it off the board with you because I don't want to take my place from here. Luke 7, 17 through 23. I believe I said 23. Yes, 17 through 23. Now this hymn in here is talking about Jesus. And you can read into it and you'll find out what, what it was. He says, and this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region round about. And the disciples of John, John the Baptist, showed John the Baptist of all these things. Go back and you'll see what all those, you can imagine what kind of rumor, what was going on about Jesus and what he was doing. Okay? Anybody want to venture, just take a guess at one thing maybe he was doing? I said again, healing the sick, casting out devil, doing miracles and signs and wonders like nobody else had done. And, the, and rumor spreads. <laughs> like that, boy, I mean, good news does spread. And so John the Baptist his disciples, the disciples of John the Baptist, told him, not showed, but not demonstrated, showed or demonstrated, not de told John the Baptist of all these things. At this particular time, John the Baptist was in prison. But John the Baptist's disciples, his followers, were not in prison. And they were out there hanging out, and they saw what Jesus was doing. And they went back and told John the Baptist about it, who was in prison. Now, can anybody tell me what relationship John the Baptist was physically in the natural as a human being to Jesus? Cousin, right? Okay, so now verse 19. And John called, calling unto himself, two of his disciples sent them to Jesus saying, Are you, I'm not going to say the King James Version, but it says, Are you he that should come or look we for another. What does he mean by, are you he who should come? Are you really the Savior? Anybody else? For whom were they looking? 
Are you the Messiah, the Savior? Messiah literally means the deliverer, the Savior. Are you, and you find their way back in the Old Testament. Every time somebody started doing great and mighty things and everything, <gasps> the Messiah. They thought it was the Messiah. They didn't know that they didn't know who the Messiah was. That's the reason why Herod killed up a whole bunch of kids. When they, he found out that Jesus, the Messiah, had, quote, unquote, been born, he killed hundreds and hundreds of children thinking Excuse me. That's why the devil had hundreds and hundreds of children killed because he didn't even know who the Messiah was. So John the Baptist asked two pretty good questions, right? Are you the one who should come or should we look for another? That's a pretty straightforward question, right? I like the way Jesus answered. 20. And, the men were, and when the men were come to, Je to him, to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you saying, are you the one, he, that should come, or should we look for another? Pretty rational questions, right? 21. And in the same hour, Jesus, he, Jesus, cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of the evil spirits, and unto many that were blind, he gave sight. While the disciples were there asking the question, Jesus kept doing the work. That's what in the same hour means. <laughs> While they were asking him the question, he just kept on waylaying the devil, right? 22. And Jesus answered and said, unto, what can you imagine interrupting, interrupting Jesus' meeting? Interrupting Jesus' ministry to ask him those questions? I mean, can, can you imagine getting... Can you imagine stopping the man of God from, from ministering and healing, getting people healed and everything, and, and, and asking him, are you really the one who we should look for? Or we should, what kind, of, what kind of work would that do on your head, your head, brother, if you're up there doing the best you can as a minister and a man of God and everything, and here come, come this woman right here, come over here to you and say, hey, you know, my mama told me this, come over here and ask you, are you really the one that's supposed to be doing all these things, or should we look for somebody else? You, that's what his answer would be. What would that do to your confidence level? Your self security. Your self. You don't know. You know what they all say? Wouldn't that kind of cast a little bit of sh sh shade <laughs> on who you think you are? Are? It would. Inquiring minds want to know. So Jesus answered and said unto them, okay, stop. Don't, everybody look at me for a second. Stop looking at your Bible. Let me look at me for a second. I know you read ahead. I know you were reading ahead, and you were reading ahead also a little bit. You weren't? You weren't? Okay. You were reading along with me. She was reading ahead. He partially started reading ahead, and I think she may be ahead. Stop. Look at me for a Let me ask you the question. What was the question? Give me one of the questions. Are you the one? What's the other question? Should we look for another? Okay. If you're the one, what should be the answer to the question? Yes. yes. Shall we look for another? What should be the answer to that question? No. So we have two answers to two questions, right? This is why Jesus and our brothers, we don't take the short route sometimes. Jesus said, 
<laughs> Go your way. Tell John what things you've seen, what you've heard, how the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers can, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised. And to the poor, the gospel is preached. Why did he say that? I'll tell you why he said that. John the Baptist was the one who first said he is the Lamb of God. He's the one. All the other preachers, scholars, religious people had no idea who Jesus was. John the Baptist says, there he is. He's the one. In Isaiah, Scripture says, when he who should come would come, he would heal the, the sick, blind eyes will be open, blind eyes will be open, lepers would be cleansed, deaf would open, ears would be open, and the dead would be raised. That was the prophetic word about the Messiah who was coming. So Jesus' answer was this: Go tell John what you see lines up with what the word says. Go back to the word, John and stand on the word. Follow what I'm saying? If he just said, yes, I am, no, you don't need to. Well, he could have gone back to that. Now, John still got something to deal with. Problems. Okay, let me go on, get through this. <laughs> Are y'all here? Can, can you hear what? Just stick, stick with me. Jesus didn't say yes and no. He gave the man something more sure to stand on, to clear his doubts about him. Because the man's in trouble. He's in prison. And guess what's about to happen to him in the next few days? Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't be visiting your barber. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he, he had a guy who was waiting to start by, from the neck and work. Down. 23. And this is what you also tell. Jesus said, and this is what you also tell John. Blessed, amplify that one. Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. I want that one amped. If, yeah, I, I, I know I already said that. I'm saying this for the, re for the record. Amp, boom, yeah, he got him up there. Oh, Lord. But I like this example. And now this is the message that Jesus sent back to John. In addition to telling him what you see, it lines up with what the word says. This is what you tell John also. And blessed, happy with life, joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation apart from outward conditions. And to be envied is he who takes no offense in me. And who is not hurt or resentful or annoyed or repelled or made to stumble, whatever may occur. Why did he say all that? I know the Amplifier said that. But why did he say all that? Let me show you what this word. Keep that up there for a quick, for a couple more seconds, please, if you would, bro. Definition time. Greek definition. The word offense, actually the word here in the King James 
in, the, in verse number 23 is offended, which is also the same word taken from the Greek for offense. This word offense or offended in the Greek comes from the Greek word. Let me see if I can get him to say it. Okay. Yeah, I need, I need you to talk a little louder, brother. See if you can, you, you, you kind of have that Jewish, no. That Jewish scholar, listen, see if you can say what he said. There's, this, there's the uh, phonetic spelling of it right there. Am I too close? <laughs> Here we go. Now let's see if I can get him to say it. Scandalizo. Okay. Can you say that? Scandalizo. There you go. Say it loud. You got it. Say it again. Scandalizo. Scandalizo. Did he nail it? What does that sound like to you in our English language? What does that say? What do you think? What do you say? Scandal? Anybody else? Scandal? Scandal, scandalous. Scandal or scandalous? What, else, what, else, what would be another word if I, if I scandalizo him in public? Put a past tense on the word you said. I scandalized your name. Happy, blessed is the one who is not scandalizo about me. That's what he said, right? Definition. To put a stumbling block in the way. To put a stumbling block in the way. To put a stumbling block in the way. Upon which another may trip and fall. 